Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the fact that there is a sequel to I Do Be Loved in House, the Taiwanese drama. Peeps, for those of you who don't know, it's the Plus and Minus series. Who knew? I'm like, you know, I found that out last week, and I was going, what the? What the? What the? What the? Yeah, what the? Yeah. Sometimes I just don't go, what the? Anyway... What the, what the, what the, yeah, okay. But anyway, Shili and Jin Yuzin show up in Plus and Minus starting last week. I am having very mixed feelings about this, this development in this series. First off, I would like to say I really like Taiwanese dramas. They're some of my favorite because the people in them are, well, Overall, such nice folks. But I really am having a hard time believing this twist in the plotline, to be quite honest. Because in the storyline, Jin Yuzin and Shili come marching in to the lawyer office where the two main characters work and say, we want a divorce. Now, I would like to point out as both the actors who played Hank and Aaron came in that day when they were doing the shoot and they went, it hasn't even been 10 months and our characters are already getting a divorce. I don't speak Mandarin, but they had subtitles. I'm like, I'm kind of having the same question there because I'm going, I really don't see either Shili or Jin Yuzin breaking up after less than 10 months of marriage because hypothetically, let's face it, even if they really rushed out and got married after I Do Be Loved in House, it would still be less than 10 months they were married. They didn't even make it a year. Peeps. I mean, it happens sometimes. It's unavoidable. But Shi Li and Jin Yu Zin? Seriously? So anyway, this podcast is my rant about why I think this development in plus and minus could be either positive or negative. However, you want to look at, oh, plus or minus. I wasn't trying to do a play on words there, but anyway, it works. So, Jin Yuzin, Shili. Let's break it down from I Do Beloved in House. We know that Jin Yuzin has a terrible fear of losing people because of what happened with him in Eastone. He's terrified of losing the people he cares about. So it's very hard for him to express his emotions, but he also has this fear that helps him overcome his hesitancy at times of great duress, as we saw in episode 12 of I Do, Beloved in House. This is a random, non-specific example. Okay, then we have Shili. Shili's character. You know, I think Shili's character is, in many ways, extremely complementary to Jin Yuzin, because whereas Jin Yuzin is so hesitant to step forward in things because he's terrified, Shi Li is more able to step forward when it comes to matters more readily. Now, I will say with him and Jin Yuzin's relationship, yes, of course, he was very hesitant, but I don't think it really had to do with him being hesitant by nature. I think it had to do with the fact that it was the first time Shi Li really ever felt that he cared about someone in that way. And it kind of freaked him out. Now, of course, we do have the fact that he liked the coffee shop girl. But 
that was an infatuation. That wasn't like, I'm going to want to spend the rest of my life with this person kind of thing. So when I saw Shili and Jin Yuzin walk into the law firm, I'm going, this is kind of hilarious because they are so, they're both trying to be such adults about this problem. And you're sitting there going, they're acting like children, as they say in Wonder Woman. But anyway, I don't think it was Wonder Woman. It was the, uh, what was it? It was the one with Wonder Woman sitting there going, children, I work with children. But anyway, I can't think of the name of it right now. I'm sure you guys who like Marvel out there will know which movie I'm talking about. But as I'm sitting here watching this week's episode, or actually last week's episode of Plus and Minus, we have both the lawyers discussing whether these characters really care about each other and how one's going to not do the divorce the other one will agree to do it so that basically it will cancel out the divorce. They will let them separate, but that way they have more time to think about it. But as I'm watching this episode of Plus and Minus, I'm going, you know, I really like how in Taiwanese dramas, we often have the the interspersion or the intersection of other Taiwanese dramas that are BL, the characters pop in. Like in this case, we have I Do Beloved in House characters popping in to plus and minus episodes. In a similar way, we had in I Do Be Loved in House, the one character from Make Our Days Count, which, peeps, I didn't finish that series. I heard that it ended miserably and I just couldn't do it. But in, they did have the character from Make Our Days Count that was the lead character, one of the lead characters in I Do Be Loved in House. They also had those two characters in Love, Life, and the Line and a little cameo appearance at the end, which if you guys want to check it out, it's pretty cool. But anyway, I really like that intersection of stories. Oh, and in History 4, we also had the other couple from Make Our Days Count pop up in that one, which I did not like History 4, so I did not review it on this podcast, but they did show up in that series. But I really like the intersection of the storyline so that you kind of get this nice interconnected web. The thing that I find rather unrealistic about this intersection of the storyline with the characters from I Do Be Loved in House is I really don't see Shi Li and Jin Yuzin deciding to get a divorce. My main reasons for this are actually because as weird as it sounds, of Shi Li. Because most people would say he would be the one to want to get a divorce first. But if you think of their characters, I think that Jin Yu Zin would naturally feel that a relationship could end in failure because that's what happened to him the first time he fell in love with Isto. It ended in failure. I mean, there's really no other way to look at it. That ended in failure. Yeah. So anyway... So because of that, Jin Yuzin comes to the plate thinking this could possibly end in failure. Now, I think at the end of I Do Be Loved in the House, he really thinks it's all going to work out. He's going to love Shili for the rest of his life. They're going to get along fine. But with Shili, you have that wild card. Because Shili, the one aspect of Shili that I did not like is he can be kind of petulant and a little childish in his behaviors. I mean... In some ways, that's very likable because it helps Jin Yuzin to kind of look at the lighter side of things when he really needs to, whereas Jin Yuzin tends to be too serious. But the other thing that can happen with that is that the petulance could get 
out of line and cause trouble in a rift in a relationship. However, I don't see she Lee sitting there going, we're having marital problems. I'm going to get a divorce. You're going to get a divorce. We're getting a divorce because Sheely knows that Jin Yuzin's main fear is being abandoned, being left, losing the people that he loves. And because of that, I really don't see Shi Li sitting there going, I'm going to divorce from this person. Because even if Shi Li were madder than a very warm place in the earth, I don't think he would do that to Jin Yuzin. Now, I could see Shi Li sitting there and going, we need space. You go stay in your room for a while. I go stay in my room. We sit and think about things and calm down from this whole fiasco. I could totally see Sheely doing that. But to have Sheely less than 10 months into their marriage, sitting there going, we're breaking up. I just don't really see that happening with him because he does have a very good center. His core is very decent. And I don't see a decent person doing that. Now, if Jin Huzin had gone out and ran off with someone else, I could totally see Shi Li maybe doing that. But since the only problem is they're fighting over who is the head kahuna in the house, I'm going, I really don't see Shi Li dumping Jin Yuzin over this. Or conversely, Jin Yuzin dumping Shi Li. I think in the plus and minus episodes featuring them, it's not really that Jin Yuzin wants to get divorced from Shi Li. But he is so exhausted from fighting with Sheely. And he's like, you know, if Sheely wants to be with someone else, I want him to have a good life. And basically, again, Jin Yuzin's modus operandi is, I don't see how I could be good enough to be with someone because this happened to me in the past and maybe I'm defective in some way. And Sheely, from what I'm getting from the promo for this week's episode of Plus and Minus, and what I'm getting from his attitude in the Last two episodes of Plus and Minus, I'm sitting there going, you know, I don't know what the two boys were fighting over. I really don't. And really, at the end of the day, I think with with arguments, it's really not about the arguments ever. I remember when I was a kid growing up, my parents would fuss and fume, and then they would forget what they argued about. And it was kind of funny as a kid because you're going, it's really not about the argument. It's about how both of them are reacting to the other person not handling conflict well. I mean, I remember being a little child and going, this isn't really about the fight. This is about how they handle their disagreement that is bothering both of them. Which, yeah, I don't know. I just saw the word kind of weird. But anyway, I'm like, it's really with Shi Li and Jin Yuzin, it's not about the two of them really having this argument. What it's about is, I think with Shi Li, he has not really ever been in a relationship before. So this is kind of training wheels for him and Jin Yuzin sitting there going I've been in a relationship before it ended in disaster this one's ending in disaster so because of both their experience and lack of experience it's created this huge blow up what I think would be interesting in this in this segue of plus and minus interjecting these two characters is I really don't see the writers having Jin Yuzin and Shili bust up in the end because that's just completely unbelievable with those two characters. I mean, it could happen, but I think a 
people in the BL world are going to be really hacked if that occurs. And I don't think the Taiwanese drama industry wants to hack off the people who are watching their films. So anyway, but what I think would be interesting is if in some way, Jin Yuzin and Shili coming to the law firm and starting to have conversations with Fu Li Gong and the other guy whose name I can't remember. I'm sorry. I wish I could, but he, he's kind of a doofball. The doofball one. Yes, that one. Okay. Fu Li Gong. I kind of like the other. It's like, oh, he's a doofball. I'm not saying like, isn't I find him attractive. I'm saying like, cause I, I think he's a cool character, but anyway, no offense. They're both nice looking, but that's not my thing. So anyway, what I'm saying is, I think it would be interesting if Fu Li Gong and his friend, who he ends up dating and having a life with, if they are able to work through some of their issues of realizing that they like each other because of Shi Li and because of Jin Yu Zin. Because in many ways, I think it's kind of interesting as I was watching the back and forth and the two lawyers and Shi Li and Jin Yu Zin, I'm going, you know, in many ways, Fu is like Jin Yu Zin, and the chaotic, crazy friend of his is like Shi Li. And I think in some ways, that is why they like each other as couples. Because I was actually watching a psychology video on YouTube. Yeah, I do that when I'm bored. I find it interesting. But anyway, I've been studying the Myers-Briggs personalities. If you guys haven't checked out the Frank James channel, you totally should. It's bloody hilarious. But anyway... They were talking about how introverted people are INSPs, I believe, as they are called, in the Myers-Briggs grouping, tend to end up with people who, when people are introverted, they tend to see the world through their, how is this, I'm not saying this very well, anyway, they see the world by introspection, but they prefer partners who see the world through extrospection or looking outward rather than inward. Because by having a partner that sees the world opposite of you, you basically have your fronts covered. I mean, you've got everything covered. You can see the world internally. You can see the world externally. It reminds me of the scene in Lord of the Rings with Frodo, Sam, and Aragon with their backs fighting the fighting the minions who come against them because I think in many ways that is true because I was watching this video going you know most of my friends are kind of extroverted and I'm extremely introverted now I'm not as introverted as I used to be a decade ago I would never have done a podcast with Bob and then decided to continue on with the podcast because I was too introverted. I would have worried way too much what people thought. Now I'm like, well, maybe someone else will find this interesting. I found this video interesting. Yes, I'll drop a link so someone else can check it out. But I think in many ways, one of the things that I find interesting about popular BL drama is like, for example, the Bad Buddy series or this plus and minus series or I Do Be Loved in House or Amwa and Toy Meet Again I mean, really, pretty much every bloody series I've seen that's a BL drama, you have one character who's very 
extroverted, but in a positive way, not like a way. And you have another character who's very introverted, but in a positive way, not a way. And because of that, they really balance each other out. I think it's like I was watching Bad Buddy with one of my friends who's a kid. They're 15. And they're like, Anna, this show is good. But the thing that's interesting to watch is Pat is not a very likable character when you first meet Pat. I mean, he's cool. But no, he's not cool at all. He's rather annoying when you first meet him. I mean, I do have to say that I appreciate that he had Y call his friends so that it was a fair fight. But my question is, why are we fighting in the first place? It's like, why do we need to fight throw corn dodgers in the desert? It's one of those moments. But... I think the thing that my friend thought was interesting and which I think is fascinating about the show is she's, she's sitting there with me. We're about at episode, I think, eight. And she's like, Anna, Pat is really much more mature than you would give him credit for when you initially meet him. He's kind of like the mum of everybody, in a, not like in a feminine way, but in a I'm going to come and try to take care of people to the best of my ability and be strong, even when I don't feel like it. And I'm going, yes. And that, I think, is one of the reasons Bad Buddy was so infinitely well-received is because Pat really is the wild card. You sit there when you first meet him in the first three episodes, and you really want to just throw him over the boat. And then by, like, episode five or six, you're going, you know, I actually like Pat a lot more than I would have initially thought. It has the same feeling I get when I found out that Tom Paris in Star Trek Voyager ended up with Belana Torres. I really was going to quit Star Trek Voyager, but I went, Anna, reserve your judgment until you finish the entire series and then make a balanced decision after you see maybe how Tom Paris develops. And I have to say, by the end of the series, I was like... You know, I do see why Bellana ended up with Tom. It took a lot of seasons for me to see that aspect. But I did eventually go, yeah, yeah, he almost deserved her, which was saying something for Tom when you first meet him. I mean, he was way worse than Pat, so let's just put it that way. But I think at the end of the day, what's interesting about BL drama, to segue the wagon back, is a lot of the popular ones are about introverts and extroverts that end up together. And because of that, they see the world in a very balanced way. I think like with the Plus and Minus series, what's interesting is you have Fu Li Gong and you have his best friend, the goofball, who I cannot think of his name right now. I'm sorry. And they end up together. And I think what's kind of chaotically unique about the end of the final plus and minus that we're on now for this last week that's on Victory Wukaton is the fact that you have the goofball sitting there and going, I really like Fuli Gong. I didn't realize Fuli Gong liked me for 18 years. Uh, that's a long time to like somebody. But the other thing about both plus and minus and We Best Love and Bad Buddy I'm trying to think here, and even Amwa, when you come to think about it, is the fact that we're dealing with characters who not only are gay, quote, quote, which I hate pigeonholing people. It's not because I have any trouble with the word gay. It's just I'm like, why do we have to put people in boxes to start with? Why can't we just say they love their person, their person loves them? Who's a 
You know how rare that is in this planet. Okay, moving on. But I had a conversation with one of the kiddos about that this weekend. It was like, you know, we have to have a talk about this. It's a good discussion moment. But anyway, my point is, is we are not only dealing with people who are quote-unquote gay, but I don't really think they're really defined by their gayness so much as that is their person. This is who they're supposed to be with or who they care about, who they may or may not be with, but that is really the only person for them. I kind of am thinking of Gao Shidi right now with with um, Zhao Shui going, Zhao Shui is my person. I probably will never be with Zhao Shui, but that does not change the fact that Zhao Shui is my person. I'm going to follow him around as long as I possibly can. <laughs> I mean, that is bloody adorable. No wonder I like my best love. But anyway, in the same way with Jin Yuzin and Shi Li, I think that this whole thing of adding them to plus and minus in many ways was utterly brilliant because they have the same personalities as Fu Li Gong and Goofball in a way. I have to say Goofball is more goofball than Shi Li. I mean, Shi Li kind of gets petulant, kind of gets zany in his thought processes, but he's not an utter goofball like Fuli Gong's friend is, who he ends up with. I mean, I'm really having a hard time thinking that Fuli Gong is going to have, I, I mean, no offense, I'm like, Fuli Gong is such a, a nice, amiable person, and he likes this guy for 18 years, who really is an utter goofball. I mean, I'm sure he has good qualities. I'm trying to find them as we're watching this series, and I'm like, I'm really, I'm not really digging the qualities yet, but maybe, maybe they will reveal themselves as time progresses. Anyway, we can only hope. But I really think the putting of Shili and Jin Yuzin is very positive in this series if they do not have them break up. And I also wish that we would have had them come into the series in another way other than they're getting a divorce because I don't really see those two getting a divorce less than 10 months into their marriage. I just, I don't see that happening. And also, I think that usually when it comes to most couples, they don't sit there and go, I'm the head dog and you're not the head dog or, you know, have battles over dominating one another because we're in the 21st century, peeps. I mean, whether we're talking about a same-sex couple, a heterosexual couple, it, it really doesn't matter. We don't need to be having discussions on dominating one another in a relationship. I mean, I would have thought we should have thrown that out years ago, but, you know, maybe that's just me. So anyway, I would love to get your ideas on this. What you guys think of having plus and minus have She Lee and Jin Zin in it from I Do Be Loved in House, making it kind of I Do Be Loved in House part. Those? I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting there going, you know, that's kind of a weird thought. But yeah, I was always hoping they would come out with an I Do Be Loved in House too. I just really didn't want it to be of them marching into the law firm asking for a divorce. <sighs> we don't get everything we want sometimes. Hard truth number 437. Okay, and with that, check it at the round table. Bye! Hi, this is Anna, 
and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: the Hand Network, Check It Round Table. And also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.